morning everybody. It is Wednesday the 14th of July and the market doing okay today. We are up 10 points. We were up 36 at one point. Banks down a little bit, resources up a little bit. Wall Street was down a touch. Our futures were only up four this morning so doing a little bit better than expected. Gold price up a touch. Oil price up 1.6%. Iron ore price down a little bit. Two major events overnight. One was the CPI number which was higher than expected in the US. CPI up 0.9% expectations were for plus 0.5% and that compares to plus 0.6% last month. And the core number was up 0.9%. It was expected to be up 0.4%. So quite a heavy beat. And of course, the debate now is whether that was a transitory inflation number, all part of this inflation peak, or whether inflation is going to be a little more persistent than expected. Nobody knows the answer to that. Only time will tell. But the bond markets are telling you that the market got a little bit more worried about interest rates because bond yields popped up in the U.S., from below 1.3% to above 1.4%. So perhaps the interest rate threat is going to come back and we've all got to watch now to see whether that inflation fear returns or retreats. Although when you look at the detail, they had a 10.5% rise in secondhand car sales and you do wonder whether this is persistent inflation or part of the peak in inflation. Sounds transitory to me, but you never know. The market's worrying about it. The other big event overnight was a great set of results in the US from JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs. Massive quarterly beats. As you'd expect, the investment banks are dining out on the stimulus money and on strong investment markets and on merger and acquisition activity. But the JP Morgan share price fell 1.5%, Goldman's fell 1.2%, which rather raises the idea that the US stock market is up with events already. If great results are only just okay, then woe betide anybody or any company that produces disappointing results, they will get smashed. So we continue to watch the results season. We've got results from Wells Fargo, Bank of America and Citigroup tonight, and then Morgan Stanley on Thursday. So nothing to change our stance at the moment. And judging from the market today, our market is certainly undisturbed at the moment by the inflation threat. So let's all just relax for a while. A Bank of America Global Fund Manager survey came out last night. It's a monthly survey, closely watched. Quite a good summary of the thoughts of 200 institutional mutual and hedge fund managers from around the world. The survey this week was less bullish on growth, which is one of the themes that's been running. This idea of peak growth, peak profit, peak inflation, peak policy was mentioned as one of the issues dominating strategic thinking. Otherwise, stocks and commodities, the most popular asset classes at the moment, long technology, the most crowded trade, and the biggest threats were seen as inflation, a taper tantrum, asset bubbles, and a Chinese slowdown. On that front, we do have the Chinese GDP number at 12 o'clock tomorrow. Expectations of a second quarter GDP to be up 8.1% year 
year-on-year, which is down from 18.3% in the first quarter, and the the quarter-on-quarter number expected to be up 1.2%, up from one up from 0.6% last quarter. So look out for the Chinese GDP number tomorrow. The range is 6.0% to 12.8%, so 8.1% the consensus. And a few concerns about a Chinese slowdown, not just from the Bank of America Global Fund Manager Survey, but also from the fact that the Chinese central bank has been making moves to help the economy recently. Perhaps they are anticipating some sort of slowdown. And again, I reiterate the amusement amazement that the Chinese can pop out a quarterly GDP number in two weeks when it takes the Western world two months. Either they have fabulous statisticians or there's a little bit of artistic license in the number, as many suspect and few have the bravery to express. A little side note on the strategy front, Kathy Wood, you may know Kathy Wood, she is the fund manager of ARK Investments, whose exchange-traded funds are quite innovative. She actually runs an ETF called the Innovation ETF. And she made a bit of a splash in 2018, I think it was. She spoke at the Son Hearts and Minds Conference. And at that conference once a year, it's only been going since 2018, but at that conference, each speaker has to name a stock. And they put those stocks into the Hearts and Minds ETF listed in Australia. HM1 is the code. And it's performed okay. In 2018, Kathy Wood named Tesla as her stock tip. And in two years, was spectacularly right with a 650% gain. She describes herself as the most trolled fund manager in the world. And she's made the headlines overnight saying there is a bubble in Chinese tech stocks and a a valuation reset is on the way. And ARK Investments have taken their Chinese exposure in their innovation ETF down from 8% to 1%. There's a little bit on the calendar this week. We've got that Chinese GDP number tomorrow. We've got Australian jobs numbers tomorrow at 11.30. Doubt they're going to move the needle for the market. The US has their regular weekly jobless numbers on Thursday night. They also have industrial production import and export numbers. Bank of Japan has an interest rate meeting tomorrow. And the US results season continues, as I say, with Bank of America, Wells Fargo, BlackRock, Citigroup tonight, Morgan Stanley Thursday. Right, a couple of other little items. You might notice there is a BNPL threat a threat to buy now, pay later. And you've probably seen as I speak, let's have a look at these share prices. We've got Afterpay down 9%, Z1P down 9.9%, OpenPay down 5.3%, Sezzle down 9.6%, Split It down 3.6%, Hum down 2.5%, Buy Now, Pay Later, getting it in the neck today. And that's because overnight, the news is PayPal have entered the BNPL space in Australia saying they will charge no late fees. And they point out Afterpay charged $70 million in late fees last night. Not last night, last year. Last night would be good, wouldn't it? At the same time, the BNPL listed company Affirm, only listed a few months ago, I think, fell 10.5% last night on the NASDAQ. And that's on the news that Apple have joined the BNPL offerings with something called Apple Pay Later. 
Our Shore and Partners has a very good analyst on BNPL, Jonathan Higgins. If you look at the strategy piece today, Henry had him on the couch in 2020. His research today says, interesting sector news and a negative catalyst in the BNPL sector overnight with press speculation that Apple is reported to be potentially developing a buy now, pay later service alongside a possible lending partner in Goldman Sachs. While a big compliment to the sector at an early stage of existence, news of a well-funded and popular mobile player entering the space is likely to materially negatively affect sentiment, multiples, and potentially longer-term margins. Our thesis regarding significant customers' volumes and revenue growth for the majors in the short term remains intact. However, longer-term providers will require a differentiated product product set on design and origination. Quarterlies are due in the next few weeks, and we expect these to be buoyant. Corporate interest may further potentially underwrite sector participants in this context with Klarna and Z1P in Australia. Klarna just took a 4% stake in Z1P. Short-term, expect the sector to be under pressure. However, maybe he's not that good a writer. He never used the word however. So BNPL getting it in the neck today. We'll see how long that continues for. On the flip side, although it's not in the strategy piece today, I noticed on my news feed yesterday from Bloomberg that I think it was Credit Suisse have written a piece of research very upbeat on lithium. That follows Macquarie's piece on Friday which added Lion Town to their coverage and said that they see MIN as their main sector pick and they like PLS. And on my feed today is an Ord Manette piece of research on the lithium sector. They have updated their lithium supply and demand model boosted their earnings estimates and valuations for the sector, upgraded their recommendation on Galaxy Resources and Orocobre to buy from Accumulate, upgraded their rating on Pilbara Minerals to hold from sell and maintain their hold on mineral resources. They say with market deficits of 10% forecast to 2024, we can justify higher prices in the near term. We have increased our near-term earnings estimates for our coverage by 20% in 2023 and lifted our valuations by 2 to 43%. Everybody's writing about lithium, so stick with those. Oracobre up 5% today. Galaxy Resource up 5% today. I have included in the strategy piece today a couple of bits of, or a couple of our tables of the research summary of Afterpay and Z1P. The average broker target price on Afterpay is 11% above the current share price, and on Z1P, 15% above the current share price. I've also included today some research on Incitec Pivot, Nearmap, and Polynovo, all of whom had earnings guidance yesterday. This is part of the confession season, but it's rather than being confessions, it's more like a showing off. They are telling us their results are going to be better than expected. And I'm sure we've got more confessions, good and bad, to come. Right, that's about it. On the back of all that CPI stuff at the beginning, we are not changing our strategy settings at this point, still fully invested. But you can see interest rate fears and inflation worries have inched back into the market. You can gauge that through the 10-year bond yield. We'll see whether that continues to rise in the US or whether this was a one-day blip. As I leave you, Dow futures down 36, our market up 8, banks down, resources up, buy now, pay later, slaughtered. You have a fabulous day and I will speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 